My name is Sean Peel. That was really loud, man. <laughs> that was really loud. I don't know if you peaked. But... I don't know. I didn't, I didn't even catch it. Welcome, every. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sean Peel. My name is DK Lee. Uh, welcome back again to Getting Past the Subtitles. We just wrapped the other season all about. Yes. And now we're on to a whole new topic. Yep. Whole new thing, which we talked about the last episode. So we're going to go through a disastrous road. Do we have a, a title for this segment? For this, these uh, batch? I know I haven't actually. <laughs> uh, the last one was, uh, I just called it the Bong Joon-ho cast. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Uh, what should we call this one? The readaptations. <laughs> <laughs> The adaptations of the adaptations. The animated adaptations. <laughs> Live action disasters. <laughs> That's it. No coin. Live action disasters. That's exactly what it's going to well, be. Well, you never know. Some might be good. Some of them are not. I have some on my list yeah, that are that so. are okay. But on, but so far, we had one, dude. <laughs> what we're going to talk about today is is in there. So yeah, what are we talking about? You know, you won the game. Oh, so this is we should let's do this now, right? So as far as the list goes, yeah. I was thinking, okay, either well we'll do back and forth, right? So my movie, your movie. Um, so you went first for the last one. Should mm-hmm. we do rock, paper, scissors every episode for the next one? Do you really want to do that? <laughs> I, I wanted a little bit of diversity, but <laughs> it's up to you, man. If you, you want to do all that? three, <laughs> it would just be my three. Imagine you just hate all of mine. He's like, these all suck. These are all bad. I'm, in reality, I'm just bitter because he's beat me in rock, paper, scissors every round. I think it'll add a little. Yeah, let's do it. It'll be to add a little thing. That That's something that if ever we get video, that'll be a thing for the future. Oh, man. <laughs> People are going to love this. <laughs> I want to watch something new, you know what I mean? Uh, I'll do Death Note next then, since I haven't watched that one yet. Gotcha, gotcha. So, oh, that means... Well, I guess I would have to just carry over mine. Why? What for, do you mean? Oh! No, I if I mean. win, I'll do Death Note. Yeah, 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 yeah. Since I haven't watched that yet. <laughs> so, the, I'm, like, thinking back with, like, the process. <laughs> so, uh, I think we should do it this way, then. Yeah, so... Because you won for Kids on the Slope. Yep. And then my up was for Bakuman. Yeah. So, we'll do Bakuman next. And then after Bakuman, we'll do... we'll. We'll play for the next round. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So that you can do Death Note and then I'll have something else in mind. I mean, if we do Bakuman, I can do whatever else. Because it, it's a different thing. I'm watching something new. Mm-hmm. I just wanted something new. Yeah, yeah. Know? So it'll be... Yeah, it'll be... So it doesn't but it keeps really matter. It anyway. But yeah. yeah. Sounds good. <sighs> anyway. Back to what we were talking. Kids on the Slope. Kids on the Slope. The greatest movie ever made. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I'm just kidding. <laughs> what do you mean? This is going to be like the defendant and the attorney. <laughs> All right. So, you know, you walk through How about it. no? How okay. about you walk through it? <laughs> like, this is the third episode. We guess I've walked through third. like every one of them, man. You got to walk through a few, man. This is your mission. You have to do it. <laughs> no, I want to hear it from the one who hasn't watched it a lot before. All right. So, yeah, this is my first time watching this. This is my, okay, funny enough, this is my first time hearing about it. But then when I did a little digging and find out what the anime was. I rem- I know the cover of it, mm. and it was something I always pass by on Crunchyroll. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, that's the one that I'm always like. And I'm, I remember I'm always like teeter totter. Oh, like, like should I cover- watch it? Yeah, I'm like the cover looks good. Like the description sounds all right, but it's honestly the art 
that oh you don't I'm like, like the yeah it's not really what i'm into okay. so i'm like yeah flip next you know kind of thing but i actually did watch a few episodes of the oh, anime yeah just to kind of get some relations i'm gonna finish it because i went i ended up watching five episodes you like back it to back it's actually good okay so you you can kind of tell us a little more about the differences yeah. between because i haven't watched it yet okay okay so, so yeah so i tried to get a little more context so nice, I was like, nice at first i was like eh, but then i fell in a rabbit hole so cool. but yeah so kids on the slope um japanese name is sekamichi no abrun um basically it is about we follow this um this guy who is i'm pretty sure it's his second year in high school um his name is uh kaoru kaoru nishimi he's a transfer from um basically in mainland japan i forget where i think yokohama it's probably yokohama but he like travels a lot because of his father right yeah because his father is um for his work or whatever he travels a lot so basically he left his son in the care of like his aunt um in an island in kyushu so it takes place in uh somewhere sasebo sasebo yeah sasebo kyushu um and we'll get into a lot of that afterwards as well so basically he's kind of like used to going through and he's like this kind of like sort of depressed going through each school and never really fitting in and everybody sees him as like right. this smart pants kind of a guy and so kind of like the outcast basically basically um but then he gets introduced by the class representative um ritsuko ritsuko or riko they yeah. give her a nickname um and so he's like <laughs> the first scene that they meet and he's like <laughs> and I'm just such a trope moment out there looking she's not even that cute man <laughs> she's not even that pretty but but uh, yeah so then she meets him and then he runs off because he's like quote-unquote sick and then he wants to go to the roof which is super anime like high school drama trope and <laughs> so yep. then he so then he spots the other character Sentaro laying on a like row of chairs covered by a cloth like a bed sheet yeah <laughs> and this sounds so absurd as i go further down this road but i press where it's all true so anyway he wants to go to the roof and then there's like this weird moment <laughs> this is where i almost called you because he what is going on because <laughs> he like wakes up and he's like you've come for me and my reaches, angel. My angel. And it reaches for his hands. And then even Kaoru is standing there like, oh. Like, it's just <laughs> this weird moment. Yep. <laughs> I was like, what am I watching? Yep. Yeah, my perspective was not good. My expectation was just like... So anyway, it turns out it wasn't anything like that. Nope. And he's just like, who are you? Why are you holding my hand? And he's like, you hold my hand. And then he fights a bunch of guys for the key to the mm-hmm. outside. And then they, well, basically, Sensoro instantly wants to be his friend. Yeah. And they're like, best of buds. And then we find out that, so he has a thing for, uh, Koru has a thing for Ritsuko. Um, and then they hit it off. And then he finds out, he asks where he can buy records so he plays piano but he mainly plays classical music yeah. at home so he asks where you can like buy records for classical music it turns out it's cool uh her father owns a record shop what do you know oh so convenient <laughs> barely <laughs> <any> convenience. 
So they go in, and then what do you know? Who's in the basement after she? He's like, I play the piano. Santoro somehow knows how to play the drums. Yep. <laughs> Turns out they're childhood friends, and he's into jazz. And he's like, Santoro's like, Kodu can't play jazz. He's like, he's a preppy boy. Yeah. That's his nickname. That's the movie, preppy boy. Yeah. Um, and then eventually they become best friends um and they go through this whole thing and we'll save kind of the end for going through so so basically it's it's a movie about friendship and yeah. music and how that kind of you know works together mm-hmm. yeah kind of like that uh outcast character making new friends and ex- exploring their friendships through uh music yeah um if anything it's more of a <coughs> movie between Centro and Kodu yeah. and their and their best friendship and how they kind of meet a middle ground together and mm-hmm. um kind of get through those waves. Oh, but yeah, so we're just gonna start off each episode by saying did we enjoy these or not. Instead of saving for last, we'll we'll just jump into that way. Okay. Did I enjoy this? <sighs> to the only thing I truly enjoyed about this movie was the jazz. Mm. <laughs> that was I actually really like jazz, yeah. and for some reason, like jazz expressive movies is really good. It is good. Some, like Whiplash, undeniably amazing. Yeah. La La Land, don't even get me started. <laughs> Kids on the slope, the best ever. <laughs> Kids on the slope, you drop the ball, son. <laughs> what do you mean? It's Kid the best needs one. fixing. <laughs> Kid needs fixing. I, I was like. I was more happy when they just played jazz. Mm. Anything in between, I was like, this is so tropey. This is so, like, just trying to be an anime yep. so hard yep. that it's like, can we even call this a movie? <laughs> like, even without having to see, because I didn't watch the anime or read the manga beforehand. I just yeah. jumped straight into the yeah, movie. Yeah. But it, it was just trying to be something that it was not so much that it, it just, ugh. And, like, I knew every, like, beat by beat watching it. I promise you, I probably... You knew what was going to happen, I knew right? it was going to happen, yeah. like, scenes before yep. they we'll took We'll get place. to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> there were so many times where it was, like, hands, phone, Lee. <laughs> Why? <laughs> the movie was just, eh. Okay. I enjoyed the jazz. You didn't hate it, though, right? <laughs> I didn't, like, absolutely hate it. You didn't, it. like, abhor it. No, no, no. I've seen worse. Right. I've definitely right. seen worse. Right. So maybe it's got that. So that's a standard we're gonna use right now. Okay. I've seen worse. Me like putting the low bar. Mm-hmm. Say, did you enjoy it, Lee? Um, Defend your case. Actually, the first time I watched it, I actually enjoyed it. Mm. And then, the more I watch it, the more I don't like it. <laughs> it's bitter and bitter. Because I, the first time I watched, it, I think it was a while back, like maybe a year ago, mm. and I still had it on my computer, which is like I was like, oh. I have it on my computer. Why not just do it for the podcast? Mm. And so... You downloaded it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, I paid for it and downloaded it. Oh, you know, I'm just, you know. <laughs> you guys- <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, so the first time I watched it, I actually enjoyed it. I just watched it. I didn't really think about it. Mm. And, like, I was just kind of watching it in, in the sense of just, like, I wanted a very light movie to watch okay. that day. I was like... Very on my light. bed and like i wanted something kind of happy and not not too like emotionally draining yeah like invested, yeah, yeah. You know? not too emotional draining and so i watched it i had a good time yeah good music <laughs> had a good time yeah <laughs> i had good music i liked the female character um uh, 
and and you know it's a friendship movie and it's, it's you know it's just tropey <laughs> it's really tropey that's it but that's, then like you, you know, know that's the new title tropey yeah the series <laughs> just and then like you said i expected every beat to work the way that it did yeah and i'm like Okay, I know where this is gonna go. <laughs> oh yeah, I was expecting. Oh yeah. Okay, here it is. Oh, oh there it is. <laughs> so this should come next, but which scene? Oh, this feels. Yep, that's yeah. it. That's right there. But in that in that um, sense, I feel like this movie is very uh, formulaic. Very. Like you can tell, like they from the beginning to end, like mm-hmm. you can really kind of see the exact formula they took yeah. to finish this movie, which yeah. I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. It's just how it's you ju- do it. It's just how you do it, and I feel like this one kind of felt a little more robotic in a certain sense, more like like fit together, really, like just trying to fit it really mm-hmm. in the way that like you're trying to push like mashed potatoes into like a grinder. <laughs> <laughs> it's like perfect like noodles that come yeah. out of the mash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It didn't feel like organic, right? Mm. It, it definitely just felt like yeah. put in its even the acting places. i felt like it was a mm-hmm. little too like overdone in mm-hmm. a certain sense yeah very much like it, <laughs> it just it just it does it it's not naturalistic mm-hmm. the acting they try to be like anime characters yeah like they just try to be like over the top characteristics. there are like these moments of like pauses between like certain lines Little beats like like literally <laughs> they just kind of stop and look at each other and then they start doing something and you're just like Huh? Because when, the first time I watched it, I just didn't really care about that. Right? I was just sure. watching it, mm-hmm. and it didn't feel that bad. But like the second, third, and fourth time I watched it, and I'm, I'm like seeing these things. Like I'm looking at it more analytically. Mm-hmm. I'm like watching things other than just the story itself. Because the story itself, in itself, it's not like a horrible story, right? No, no, it's a it's a good it's, story. It's, it's, it's a, a very like typical, but you know, mm-hmm. like a very like. Um, becoming friends kind of slice of life story right yeah so in that sense and like i like jazz too mm-hmm. and so like anytime the music came out you know i enjoyed it so that helped a lot right smooth things over a it's lot probably the only thing that kept me going but the only yeah. thing that only part of the um of the film where the music kind of like made me a little bit cringe mm. was during the bar scene <laughs> when they're uh... in the bar and they start singing well, yeah, he starts singing, singing. <laughs> but, then, but it was just the culmination of all of that. Just yeah. felt so like, cringe. Oh my god! Especially that that uh, American this, dude. Oh, this my is god. me backing away from the mic. <laughs> <laughs> it was just even like I mean the jazz was good, but even to an extent, like they didn't even play different things. No. Okay, the like the remakes of like my favorite things, the jazz version. Super cool, yeah. actually. That played yeah. really well, but th- that and like one other jazz song, and that moaning was and and, and moaning my and, favorite things, and then that pretty was pretty much <laughs> the only two songs mm-hmm. that they kind of with like the really, exception of the bar. Yeah, the scene, bar you know? one had a little bit of a different song, but other than that, those were like on repeat the yeah. entire film, yeah. and is which I mean, like if they used it as kind of like a motif, because mm. I feel like in the movie you don't have as many opportunities to just kind of show music all the time. Right. Like, whereas like in the animation or in the manga or whatever, Mm -hmm. you can kind of, you know, play several 
for each episode or something maybe yeah yeah yeah. which yeah. i haven't watched the anime or gotcha. so i, I don't know what they do <laughs> but do they do that in the anime where they do different songs or um they from what i've noticed so far they play different songs about okay. each time now moenin is still the main theme it's still kind of. the main theme but it's less it comes back less compared yeah, it's to it's not as prevalent exactly as in the movie. yeah okay it is i mean it that song is definitely a motif here in yeah. the film yeah um and it just comes back and it comes back and it comes back but like the my favorite things remix yeah. isn't really a motif but that song plays like three times yeah. over again and that was the thing that they chose to end the film with yeah and I think that's what was the tipping point for me. Mm. I was like, they could have done jazz to anything else yeah. after ten years of yeah. meeting. But I mean, the way that the script was written, I feel like they kind of had to do that because they sure. were talking about what their what their favorite things were, and like you know, <laughs> they're using that trophy thing. Found out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they start cringing a little bit, but a lot of it, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, please, a little bit. But yeah. Anyway, we totally skipped over facts that nobody cares about. <laughs> so no, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. So anyway, anyway as um, it is based on a, on a manga, which also got an anime adaption. The anime aired in 2012. The anime, this is what really piqued me, actually, and why I'm watching it. The anime is directed by the legendary. <laughs> the <laughs> I put this in my notes in all caps. The, yeah, all caps. You know, the legendary. It's just missing, missing exclamation marks. Shinjiro, Shinjiro Watanabe, who... Also directed Cowboy Bebop and Shamurai Champloo, just to name a few. Yep. So, did you um happen to watch Carolyn Tuesday on Netflix? Not yet, but he directed that too. Yep. I found out. Yeah. yeah, that's on my list. I watched the first season. It's pretty good. Um, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not like he's very diversive. Like, it, yeah, it's project. not like Bebop or like Shamurai Champloo tier. Right, but right. It's it's okay. For him, I'm willing to give it a shot. And you know, like I think he really like likes music based kind of anime yes i mean that's like his thing yeah i mean so in everything you kind of see yep it's basically prevalent which is why i i enjoy it because i like how he like mixes it together mm. yeah yeah in some cases like he does it, it it's always perfectly in line with the story mm -hmm. whether like directly or indirectly yeah i mean cowboy bebop it's very indirect right yep. it's just Part but of the it's setting like of it, but it's it. perfect. Same thing with Samurai Champloo. It's very yeah. indirect, but it fits. But it's things. actually kind of direct in Samurai Champloo because it's like that fusion where like mm. he's kind of like a breakdancer kind of thing. Right, and, right. But that's what I'm saying. Like it, right, it just right. plays with the tone and like the themes and yeah. the setting of it. Yeah. But it's not like hip hop is really anywhere in the I movie. I mean, there's like se. guys with graffiti and stuff like the culture there. is there you know what I mean but, yeah, but you know what I mean like there is, it's <laughs> a little more episode. like prevalent there, there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I was just trying to say but yeah um, it still works though that's the yeah. the cool part right it works so well in that in that mm -hmm. he, he's definitely a master in that I feel yeah. he definitely does crazy things um so this movie was released in 2018 um actually I found out that in the trailers, I think, when it was being marketed. Mm -hmm. It was marketed to release in 2017. Okay. But actually didn't get released till a few months afterwards. Um, and the movie is directed by Takahiro Miki, whom I'm actually familiar with. So he's directed things like Kansaito, or which means Control Tower, and Solanin, <coughs> which are both music-based films mm. as well. Okay. Uh, Solanin is actually also based on a manga. Okay. So I've seen both, and they're Solanin is was good from what I remember. 
Kansaito was okay. It was really slow. That, that's the only thing. But he, I think he's also goes back to music-based films. So things. So it didn't really shock me that he has this project. So what about you think his directing, as you have experience with this guy, mm. how do you feel like his his directing is in terms of his movies? Is is this like just a this is one bad egg? Honestly, I think so. Yeah, I think I don't know if I would call it. Maybe it was like one of those money projects. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I see. Because like this, if you watch Solana and Consaito, they're completely different and like tone like mm. they're more independent filmmaking vibes okay. compared to this like this just felt a straight rip off like from the anime yeah and especially when you watch the anime you'll see yeah, yeah, yeah. like me I, it just felt like this is my initial thought but then as i'm watching the anime i'm literally watching the exact scenes the exact characters like everything down to the d t ripped from page and put on screen oh wow just like in a different like movie sequence yeah, so they yeah, can yeah. fit it all in two hours yeah that's how i see it okay so that's why it's like this is just like an outlier for him <laughs> compared I to see. these two films so this is was not his passion project i'll say that <laughs> i'll say that for sure let's talk about some of uh, some scenes is there any scenes that you wanted to kind of mention go through and um is there any that you wanted to mention uh i do have a few <laughs> yeah i'll i'll like jump like bounce off jump those in. okay um, so kind of just in sequence. So like in the beginning when, so Kaudu meeting Riko in the classroom, mm-hmm. we, we already brought that up. Yeah. Just like the fact of, he's like, he's in awe. Just, yeah. She's not even that cute. Mm. But, you know, casting, that's whatever. <laughs> um, and then when he first meets Santaro, we jumped into that too. Yeah. Just. I, wh- <laughs> what do you think about, um, the kind of style of the film mm. where, well, I, I see this in a lot of Japanese films where it's like very like lovey-dovey kind of feeling where they use filters where it makes everything look very soft and they saw, softened it a lot. Especially that scene where um, he first meets uh, Rico mm-hmm. where like when she looks up, it's like a very soft and, and you have that feeling of like angelic feeling. Even during yeah. the blanket, the white blanket scene where and just in the classroom in general, they use that filter a lot. I, I feel like. Mm. I think yeah. that's. I think it's <clears throat> honest. I actually just think that that's a gimmick. Yeah. Gimmick. Yeah, that's just the gimmick thing mm. that just plays to again more of like the anime kind of. You know, like when yeah, it, yeah. You know, it's very like it softens the background. It's like like lens flare, yeah, like yeah, kind yeah. of go things. It's just kind of replicating that. I feel like there's a lot, especially in Japanese films, though. Mm. That do they that? Can, but they can also be very gimmicky. Yeah. According to the material, like right. this is very much an adaptation mm. to this genre and the movie plays faithfully to those moments yeah so even with like meeting these characters and having that connection because yeah. even when um Santoro meets um the girl the other girl yeah uh Yuriko, Yuriko. Yeah, Yuriko, Yuriko. yeah like it's probably not like really soft but it plays like slow music like no dialogue like yeah, slow at everything beach, so. at the beach like turning of the hair you know, it, it all plays faithfully to those to yeah. those moments. So it's stylized wise, it just plays gimmicky yeah. to that feeling. Yeah. Like very bright, very like yep. more reasons for me to shake my head. <laughs> basically. <laughs> um Kaoru reading English in class. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> and then, what got me was 
everybody in the classroom like he's a show off yeah you know what's funny like the things that like really don't make sense mm. is like he's reading right and then Sentaro comes in mm. he, they are talking for like days <laughs> Yo. and the teacher does not say a word and the whole classroom is looking at them you know what i mean like it's like a play like like they're just like the center of it all you know what i mean there's no literally there, yeah there, there is no like trying to make it seem like it's an actual classroom it's just nobody interrupts like nobody's like shut up or like yeah the teacher doesn't who what teacher this is their world you know what I mean? it's like center it's like the truman show except you know like <laughs> they're except actually <laughs> they're just they're just acting you know it just kind of kill that kind of kills like that that like sense yeah. of and he like obstructs like he pushes his desk straight behind him yeah and it's not just once you know i mean like it happens every single time in the classroom exactly like when when they're like tapping their like fingers and their like little pencils Mm. no one cares like they look back but like the teacher doesn't care the girl looks back because you know she has to for the acting part (laughs) she has to smile and like (laughs) enjoy uh, it yeah pretends to like hear the music going on that's actually another thing about that scene. Yeah. That actually, I will say, I that's probably one of the few scenes that I liked because, again, it plays to the jazz kind yeah. of aspect. And it's I like, mean, like, I like it as a scene in itself. Yeah, yeah. But, like, if you just try to think of it, like, kind of in a realistic <laughs> kind of way, sense. you just, you're just like, you uh, you can see that it's just really constructed. You mm. know what I mean, like, this movie is just constructed in such a way where it's like, I'm just going to tell you the story. And just the story, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> screw realism, like, man. Or like, it just every like, it's really you know you have that fantasy of of a romance or of a friendship yeah. kind of story, and you want like you know it's it just plays through again those tropes. Yeah. Like, he plays music, and he looks back and he looks away, pretending not to do anything. Yeah, like that's just something you would write as a writer and be and like, their that would acting be so genius. is just so like over the top. I feel like mm. you know what I mean, like. It's not it's not subtle at all. It's just he looks over here. Like he the looks face at he him. makes when he's like his face, agitated, he's face. like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and like you can really kind of tell like the the way the reason why I feel like it's a problem is because it's a live action movie, right? Yeah. And you and people don't really like act that way like mm. in in real life, you know, it's a lot more subtle. Mm-hmm. And like in anim- anime it's more, you know, overt. Yeah, dramatized. So when you're watching it as a live action, it's more jarring. And I feel like that's where it kind of like breaks that wall mm. between just like watching a movie as it is and like, you know, yeah. realizing, oh, man, this thing is really a movie, you know? Yeah, and it, comes, it really comes down to just how you perceive it or how you're going to watching it, you know? It's mm-hmm. so like if you already have that mindset of maybe expecting something more real or not knowing how much it basically is and tries to be an anime. Yeah. Like the more you're going to be taken out of it. Yeah. Or if like, you know, like when you first watched it, you kind of just enjoyed it for what you're being fed as it is. And it's just a completely different response to how you go back to it. So like me, it's, I basically just can't go, I can't cross that line back. What what happened for you is you watched it for the podcast. Yeah. Right. So you had a different kind of mentality. Yeah. But, like, even if I watched it in general, yeah, I, I think, yeah, as well, yeah. I was tired. I just wanted, you know, I just wanted to chill, you know, I mean? hot cup of cocoa, yeah, and like something play. Oh, this looks fine. Like, 
I probably would have felt like uh, there was probably a good chance that I might have crossed my path for this movie because mm. the cover kind of looks cool. Yeah. And the like the premise of the story, the synopsis actually sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. It does sound good. But by the first scene, I probably would have checked yeah. out. <laughs> I mean, there are definitely some scenes that I enjoyed and I liked. Right, right. But majority of the scenes felt very kind of contrived like again for me it was i love the jazz aspects but mm. everything that filled in between was just like get out of my face yeah. <laughs> quite honestly it's just there are not a lot of natural moments mm-hmm. like every time they interacted <laughs> with each other it felt kind of forced <laughs> you know what i mean yeah it's like you know when they first meet on or when like uh june comes down uh, for, comes for the first time to mm. the underground june. uh little yeah area and they start playing together, right? Like, it's so over the top. Like, how they, like, talk to each other and, like, how they make eye contact. How they just stand there, kind of, and then kind of move to their positions. Like, <laughs> what, me? Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're like, play, yeah, it do it. Everybody, play it. Play it. Everybody's, like, eyeing each other as a nudge kind yeah. of thing. And, like, what's this guy going to do? Like, I kind of feel bad for the girl because, like, she doesn't really do anything. Basically. Basically, right? Yeah. Like every time they play jazz, like she just stands there and like and sways. How awkward, mu- like, would that be as an actor to just kind of like try to fill that up with something, right? <laughs> when your feeling is absolutely nothing. Yeah, like <laughs> I could, I like, I feel for her in a certain sense where, like, yeah. as an actor, it, it's kind of hard to just stand there when like other people are like doing things, mm-hmm. and, like to really enjoy that moment where when it's yeah. obviously very kind of awkward to just like be standing there yeah so there's actually a funny a difference too for that in the anime that mm-hmm. i kind of noticed there's a lot of small things that i'll yeah. bring up as well yeah um we're like at, i mean at the end she does like they end with that like yeah moment like of like like the whole thing was like she eventually starts joins yeah. with the group yeah she's always part of the friend it's just not part of the special thing that they yeah. have and then like it's basically a turn of she yeah. i actually like the ending that. for that like at least she's doing Again, something. Tropey, like, <laughs> yeah, it is healthy, but <laughs> but it, yeah, I, did, I was just like, oh, she's just not. It's better than singing. nothing, you know. What I, mean? I, I guess whatever. <laughs> she probably really couldn't sing. That's why you cut her off. <laughs> cut the black, hurry, cut the black. That's why. That's what I thought. The very first thing I thought about when I watched but it, like, here's the, the first time too. I was like. I guess she's not singing because she's not a good singer in real life, right? When did we get any whiff of her singing this yeah. entire movie? Because, like, you know, even the Christmas thing where they're like, oh, gotcha. you're going to finally, you know, you're going to finally sing. <laughs> nope. <laughs> like, we have no like, proof that she can sing yeah. or even has an interest yeah. in singing until, like, she just wants to be part of the Friends. Yep. It, you know, that's... It's dumb. Like, it would have been comes cool. out of nowhere. It would have been cooler if, like, she, like, started humming something yeah, exactly by herself. Mm-hmm. Like, she enjoys, like, singing, mm-hmm. right? And then, like, they're like, why oh, don't hey. you ever sing? Like, why don't you just sing with us? Like, just, like, you know, improvise and just sing. Mm-hmm. That would be so much more natural, right? But, like, it's character development. It's missing right. proper character development. Like, it just feels very robotic where it's like, oh, we need to carry on with the story this way now. Because mm. we've you we've exhausted like all of these like <laughs> points where we can yeah. kind of create this climax or like dramatic moments, mm. and so now we need to create this other dramatic moment. And they're like, "Let's make her sing," <laughs> but the actor can't sing. It's okay. We'll cut it's it fine. all out. <laughs> it's fine. She's not gonna sing, but we want her to sing. Yeah, 
producers are like, what? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Worry. I got it. <laughs> you sit back, bro. <laughs> I got it covered. Follow the master plan. Yeah. Um, to practice a lot and they play on the, the desk music we talked about. Santo's ugly hat, bro. His ugly hat? That stupid hat. That navy naval hat that he has that he always wears. I don't remember it. It's like not a bucket hat, but like oh, like that that like hat. the band kind of looking okay. hat. <laughs> I just thought it was the stupidest thing every time I seen it. <laughs> was that in the anime too? Yes, actually. It okay, is. maybe that's why they put it, it in I, to the T. I swear to God, everything, everything. Oh, really? That I've seen is like, well. I did see one of the posters, and and you know mm-hmm. that striped red, red and yeah. white shirt. Everything. That's exactly the same, right? Hold on, you know what? we're gonna put this on pause. <laughs> just look at that. Look. To the ponytails, wow. the shirts, yeah. the the scar. Oh wow! They've like all of it. All wow. of it. tell me that is not a perfect. I mean, uh, at least they were faithful to the original. <laughs> faithful is an understatement. <laughs> faithful is an understatement. They replicated it, man. It's a three. That's what print. they want. That's what people want. They want the exact. Do same we though? Do we thing. want that? That's what they think they want. Look, here's the real poster. Looks good. Like looks the good. poster will fool you, bro. Looks good. They look happy. <laughs> Except the girl. Girl's just like, what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> the only person who's not down to a T is Yuriko. Oh yeah. Yuriko is the only character. What's she look like in the anime? Um she looks oh, more she mature. Looks like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks pretty much the same. So she has longer hair. Yeah, yeah. It's a little different. Yeah. But everybody else. Yeah, they look pretty. Anyway, anyway, before we go back to that, we'll, mm. we'll come back. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, when they had the, um, so part of the drama was that once, so once Yuriko enters the picture, Sentinel starts liking Yuriko. Yeah. But then we kind of, we, we basically find out and it's never explicitly said that, um, I'm just brain farting the names now. Yeah. Uh, Riko. Oh, oh okay. Rico likes Santaro. They're yeah, childhood friends, yeah, yeah. but she she likes him. Oh, yeah. And this is something that Koda likes her, but he knows that yeah. she likes it's him. It's like subtle. Because it's, they just do the eye contact stuff. It's very subtle, but it's like never explicitly said. Yeah. I think it does. Like you get it, but at the same time, it feels kind of like a poor way yeah. of expressing it. Because they're like the moments that they try to convey that is just like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kaoru looks at mm-hmm. them together and then he's like oh yeah okay. we only get it through Kaoru in this yeah. movie like we never even like if, if we just pointed the camera at Riko yeah. we would never know that she liked yeah. it's Sentaro. only when Kaoru is looking at Riko looking at Santaro or like right. Kaoru looking at Jun and, and Yuriko and then he's like oh no Santaro don't like him don't like her because she, they're already together yeah, and he's like don't do this or like Santaro don't do this yeah. like no don't <laughs> yeah it's just yeah. so so yeah so then they basically Santaro and Kodu like kind of divide in friendships mm. and then um, Riko wants to buy him the, the drumsticks, drumsticks as a gift yep. and then and then this whole thing happens or whatever. And then uh, Kaoru kind of gets mad when he visits him to give him the, the I almost said chopsticks. <laughs> the chopsticks. <laughs> Ohashi. Um, the drumsticks. And then he's like, Sentaru's like, no. And puts him in like a headlock. Oh, yeah. And then drags him to church yeah. in the middle of the night. 
<laughs> I'm like, we all need a friend that will drag us to church mm. in the middle of the night. Yeah. Just the absurdity. And then he can like confesses his backstory yeah. again. The backstory. So backstory. Uh, just uh, everything down to like a perfect. But I, I actually like that scene though in the church. In the church. When, when um, I, I forget which one it was. It's the one where um, what I liked about it was when um, in the beginning, I like how it was constructed, that scene, because mm. it's like uh, first, you know, they're together and then and then Centaur brings that book or whatever. And he, she, he's looking at the book and then Centaur goes to the piano right. and he starts playing the piano, right? The organ. Or the organ, yeah. Mm. The organ. And then and then um, Kaoru comes and he starts playing what better on the organ. It's a callback. Yeah. Reason. And then what I liked about it was like how it, it showed them like becoming, mending their friendship through the, the organ playing. Yeah. I, I liked, I liked how they showed it rather than just like, explicitly. Said it. well, they did explicitly pretty much say it too, but I liked the fact that like that organ, like playing because mm-hmm. like at the end, like he plays the top part and, and Kaoru plays the lower part. Mm-hmm. And so like they're kind of playing together mm-hmm. and it, it's just kind of like a symbol for like them being friends again. Mm-hmm. And I like that, that aspect of like that scene. Well, that's why I guess like that is the only way that they go back to being friends. Mm. Like throughout the entire movie, they'll get into a fight and then yeah. they never make up face to face. Only through playing only music, through music that they yeah. make up. In that scene, I liked how they made up playing music, but also it does that transition to them being kids again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I like that part. Yeah, which you know just stays faithful into the scene of like they're talking about their childhoods and yeah. how they do kind of have this common relationship of, yeah, where they were like outcasts yeah, and like, and like they have this bonding yeah, moment. Yeah. That's why I really like that scene. Mm-hmm. Just, just because it kind of worked really well within that context. Mm-hmm. Not to give too much hype to the, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so traveling further into the story, say so yeah, we find out that Yudiko um is actually oh this is what the movie doesn't do well is relationship between like yudiko and junbro yeah dude, it did, I... like i mean you you get an idea but you never know why yudiko is even there yeah, from the start like just... she's just there to chase after junichi and so so there's a big difference here between this and the anime yeah because yudiko essentially from what i know like chases after junichi because i think she also is a first year university student from Tokyo maybe. Yeah. And then comes to accessible uh, um basically to like look for him inadvertently, but then gets mixed up with Centro over the chance meeting. Okay. And then like everybody's just somehow just by chance loosely related, right? Okay. <laughs> um and then it's we just get little scenes and like no context. Like little context, but really have to piece together that they know each other, and June knows her, but is trying to stay away the from The movie does Yuriko. a horrible job. Yeah, it's so bad. And then she's like, but come with me. And he's like, no, it's dangerous. And then like, eventually they make Especially that, that, that scene with her cutting her hair off. Yeah, so that's the scene. that. I, so then she cuts her hair off in a I'm like, demonstration. I'm confused of, because, like, did but, you need to cut your hair off? But that's a very tropey thing, too. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But here it's, like, absolutely meaningless. Yeah. But it's just like it, it kind of doesn't really resonate because it doesn't add. You never really know what they're about, anyways. Mm-hmm. So she's doing something with like barely no stake, 
at least for the viewer, like you don't really know what's going on. So like, like he's saying like it's dangerous and whatever, but like, what? okay, so what does that even mean for us? Like, that's just like this filler story that like has no, like you can take all of those out mm. and, and you'll, you'll still have a story. You know what I mean? It's not about that. And it was just such a like pointless mm. kind of story there. Essentially, like she was really only there to so create she can conflict. <laughs> <laughs> you can draw that 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 picture. That's it. <laughs> just to create conflict within the friends, right? But yep. it could have been anybody. Like yeah. you could have threw in another classmate from the yeah, school exactly. and then done it that way. Yep. And yeah, ugh. It, yeah, it was just so bad. Well, like, I, I guess they kind of want June to be a little more involved, involved, like fleshed out a little bit as a character. Like he has his own thing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it just didn't really work out for him. But again, like tropey of like this role model character yeah. that this other character has, you know? Yeah, it just but like, again, that's why it's like it forces itself to play into these stupid roles that it it has to fulfill in this kind of movie, you know? Yeah. To the point where it's it's absurd, but it has to check those boxes. Um, so Koru and Central making up at the festival concert. Yeah, I guess you can call this basically kind of like the climax of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so the, the climax of their friendship. Kind yeah, of, where it's like so, like they're at the lowest of the lows, yeah. and that they'll never go back to playing jazz together. Mm-hmm. And then that's the highlight where like they do the biggest piece. Like, the biggest piece. This where is they a, put it all together, and it's like this. My favorite thing, yeah. but in jazz version, and and like they play moaning again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like it merges. Yeah, into it merges into it. So it's like the the finale kind of like song mm. that they do, which was actually really long. Mm. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is. I liked it. But it was probably like the music was good, but yeah. But the scene played on. Yeah, I mean they they squeezed two whole songs, like two whole pieces. It's just cut short, and it would have been perfect. It's just every time they cut to the girl, like like she's kind of like, oh, she's singing there, just not with her voice. Mm. Yeah, but like, but like it just kind of like, I felt like it was a little. It lasted too long, right? Yeah, and so like. Her, like, you know, being joyful, but, like, she's, like, crying. And, like, mm-hmm. it just kind of felt like, oh, she's, like, having a really hard time with this. <laughs> You're like, do something. She's like, yeah. I'm trying to do something. What? Literally, she cries every makeup. Mm. Like, every time they play music yeah. and makeup. So happy so for happy you guys. <laughs> it's the only thing I, I can't sing, but I can cry. She's, like, the uh, audience. Basically, like, like she's pretty much like the embodiment of the audience and what they hope the audience would feel during those moments. We want to be involved. We want to sing for them too. Um. So the next scene I was going to bring up is going further. So like literally the scene after it's they like they're best friends again and they're hanging out under the thing. What's and your like, favorite thing? What's your favorite? What's your favorite? Thing? Oh my god! And then they're like, she's like, oh, they kind of instigate her of. Oh, what you guys have a special and oh, why don't you join in? Oh, you could sing. She's like, oh, that would be kind of nice. And then they bring up the Christmas concert at the church. Yeah. And then I, I knew it. I, I knew as from, soon as they rode that, not even before they were on the moped, and like before <laughs> the day before the concert, when they were having that conversation, the next scene, I knew it. That scene. I'm like, here's the climax. Well, I knew something bad was going to yeah, happen. Yeah. I was like, I just didn't know what. 
And then as soon as I saw the motor moped, I was like, this is what it is. I thought somebody was going to die. I was ready for it. I was, yeah. This is like the going back to like movies having yep. zero substance. Like just kill somebody off. Yeah. It's always there. So I was like, all right, yeah. so here we go. Everybody's friends again. Somebody's going to die and it's going to happen soon. And literally like a couple of shots later, there's the moped and running. I'm like, here it is. Who's going to die? Who's dead? Which one is it? <laughs> And then they both go, I'm like, oh, they're both going to die. This is going to be even great. <laughs> At least that would have been a little bit different. <laughs> I would have pieced it together. I was like, so this is why he's like, goes to being a doctor. Because I'm like, oh, maybe he's not going to be a doctor. Because he's like, screw it. I want to do music and go to Tokyo. Wow, that would have been a better story. Right? Like, it would have made sense that he's like, he's actually a doctor. And like, I don't know, he's like, cherishes his friendship. Yeah. Like, I pieced the rest of the movie. And then nobody dies. That was a subversion for me. <laughs> that was the biggest subversion the biggest for me. Subversion. Nobody dies. She just gets hospitalized yeah. and then recovers instantly. Instead, Sentoro disappears. Yeah. Like, and doesn't even go far, apparently. Out of guilt, I guess. It basically out of guilt. So yeah, that was that was my shock. I applauded the movie for like <laughs> subverting my the, expectations. My expectations. Everybody's fine. Also, it's the last thing. My last night was Rico not being able to confess till mm. like never <laughs> till like he comes. He has to come back to the island. Not even then. Like it's brought up, but it never oh, happens. Like, she <laughs> never like gets to finish it, right? <laughs> yeah, because he starts playing the drums and they just go go see who it is. Like, but we know who it is. <laughs> oh my! Oh my God! And then, so she likes Santoro for the entire movie. And then as soon as, like, he expresses his feelings, she just switches her perspective. Yeah. And then it isn't until she almost dies that... Nope. <laughs> oh, he's a doctor now. <laughs> Maybe that's why. I know. And I'm just a poor teacher still at home. And like that teacher thing was funny too. He's like, "Oh, you should become a teacher." Oh, I never thought of that. I never thought of that. I'll be a teacher now. I know. Oh, that sounds like a perfect plan. And then when they go find him, he's like, he's he didn't even run away far. He's just on a little island off the island of. Oh, is Sensible. that what it is? Yeah, he's still in the same region, mm. just at a church, like nearby. Yeah. Ah, just roll credit. Roll credits. <laughs> Anything you want to add before we move on to the next? Anything seen that? I mean, everything else is all kind of tropey. <laughs> like, they get, like, after he finds out that June and uh, Yurika are uh, together, mm-hmm. Santara starts beating up people, you know? So, <laughs> the like, boxing club. Yeah, the of boxing everybody. club. He starts making a ruckus everywhere. Like, it's all. Yeah, just favorite scene typical i think the favorite scene was the church scene that church scene we talked about the very end no the oh church the scene. church scene yeah. oh, okay 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 the uh bonding scene the bonding scene <coughs> mm, i think for me is actually probably when they played when he practices a lot and then they play the music like on the desk mm. in the middle of class um i think that might be my favorite scene it was an enjoyable scene i got a lot of joy yeah. out of it yeah um That'll have to be my one. Um, so the next thing I just put 
notes, but we'll make this the rant section because basically <laughs> they're all just rants. Is what you're doing. <laughs> you want to go first before I just. <laughs> No, you can Any go rants? ahead. Go ahead, You man. loved it. 100? Go ahead. Straight, Knock yourself out. Straight S. <laughs> A++ for this movie. Um, yeah, Let's jump into sort of some comparisons with the anime. So, um, so I watched about, probably got to like episode four or five of the anime. There are literal like clips, like like action for action. Shot rip, for shot. Shot for shot. Like... In the beginning, when he's fighting and like the rain happens, mm. the, like they go up to the thing. The, in the anime, it's a little more drawn out, but like he takes the umbrella and they sit and like him ripping the umbrella, sh- everything oh. like ripping the umbrella straight rip from the anime. And the anime actually happens in like two scenes. So like he goes up, he still fights everybody, and then he like uh, quote runs away back to the classroom. And they explain why he's sick, actually. Because, like, in the movie, right, he's, like, he's about to throw up. And oh, he yeah, it, like he's... But we never really, like, know yeah. why. It just kind of disappears, right? Yeah, and it never returns. Yeah. So, in the anime, it's, he's basically, it's kind of like an anxiety, an anxiety attack a little bit. Uh, he gets very nauseous when he's f- um, filled with anxiety from, like, people, people in class around. watching him, like, knowing kind of that way. So, mm. <laughs> it explains that, why he's, like, nauseous. And he goes back into the classroom and he runs back to the to the um to the roof. Yeah. And Sentado follows him all the way to the roof again. Yeah. And then that's when the rain scene happens. And then they basically like become friends but not friends. Okay. And then, then he's like he gets over his sickness. Oh. Sort of thing. Sort of that way. But it, f- it fleshes it out a lot better. It makes sense. My biggest thing was we know that Sentado is a drummer from the very beginning. In the movie, I felt like it just was a curveball. Oh, like, really? Yeah. How's it shown in the anime? Well, like, we get shots of him, but we don't know who he is. It's, like, him oh, distant. Okay. Like, but he's playing drums with, like, tree branches. Oh. So we know that he plays just, And then when we see him, we know who he is, and yeah. he plays drums. Yeah. In the movie, it's... We don't know he plays drums, do we see him in the basement? Yeah. And I was like... I was thrown off of it. Yeah. I mean, I knew the movie was about jazz, but his character is so, like, bullyish and, like masculine quote I, get, I think i think that's what they kind of wanted to do when mm. it like surprise you kind of like hey this guy plays drums <laughs> but it didn't how really, nice <laughs> how nice but uh, we knew that he played drums from the very start mm. and then when we see him in the basement it's like it was more of kwaru or kaoru kaoru um being like oh he plays the drums kind mm. of thing so it was a smoother connect for I me see. in that way like yeah everything like from him fighting, like him meeting Yuriko for the first time, and the bullies like yeah. harassing her, oh, like, that scene. And, like all that down to the T. Like just the way they look is down to the T. Just one of the it. dudes looked like uh, One Piece. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> he had that that like uh, red, and then mm. he had the uh, straw hat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So one of the bit. So the anime is ten episodes, I think. So. And going through what I've watched now, it's it's a good chunk of the film that mm-hmm. I've already seen, basically. So there's a lot of filler, I believe, that they cut out from yeah. the anime to the movie. One huge difference that I'm noticing so far is Yuriko is actually a high school student oh. that goes to the same school as them. She's just a senior okay. um, in the same class. So she's not like this weird person that comes from nowhere. <laughs> Thank God. 
so she's like a high school senior and which makes more sense because uh kaoru after they find out right he goes to the roof and he gives like her entire biography yeah to him with what source yeah like how do you know it makes more sense that if they go to the school that he but she goes to the same school too Mm -hmm. she just transferred no, no, no. She, she's just a high school senior. She was always there. She was always oh, okay. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just, you know, meet her, whatever. Mm. Um, so that's it. Makes more sense that he has like all of her information yeah. for no for no reason. Um, and so they still actually they don't. So in the movie, they don't really go on a date. You don't really see Santoro and Yuriko together except for when he draws him. And, in the and and there's an implication when they like come down the yeah, stairs that, together that they went on a date or whatever, yeah. or they've been talking for some time. Yeah. So in the in the anime, they meet her, and then Kwaru pushes Santoro to ask her on a double date oh. with uh, Rico. And okay, so, so he's like he helps he basically so like they still have like the we should develop a plan scene yeah like in the house and, and that, that's their plan to go on a double date that's because their plan though yeah how yeah. likes rico and he wants to go on a date and then mm-hmm. santaro likes her so so like that whole scene in the house still happens and he's like i don't want we go to find out so let's, oh. let's do it at your house kind of thing the only thing that's different in that scene is it turns out santaro has a pet pigeon what that he calls his girlfriend what i'm i not even kidding <laughs> interesting <laughs> Um, so yeah, he asks her out with like, would you want to go on this double, on this group date with us? And then, <laughs> then Sato was so nervous that he calls out, uh, Karu who's hiding in the distance. Mm. And then Yuriko is like, okay, I just want to confirm, are you asking me out or is he asking me out? Cause he's oh. like reading from a note that Karu helped him write. Oh. And Sato is like. He's helping. He <laughs> acts you out. And so he like throws off the plan and Cody's like, dude, oh. he just busted it. So it plays into this weird dynamic and they actually go on a date. So the the beach date happens between the three and then they go on another like uh, beach date as well. Interesting. So there's a lot more fleshed out with the characters yeah. that adds value. <laughs> right. I mean, in two hours, you can't really do this yeah. much. Yeah. So you throw away all the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it is surprisingly like very similar. They, they honestly just did not try to be original in <laughs> zero sense, really. Faithful, <sighs> faithful to the text, too faithful. The source too. material, like you know, we're gonna play this safe, uber safe. Um, some of my other rants. So funny when I first watched the sh- the movie, right? So like the first scene is. Uh, Kaoru older in the hospital yeah. so I thought that was like present day and then then it's like the VO and he's like jumping back to like the 61 t- or something yeah like. 61 and I was like wait a minute the math is so wrong if this is present day and he was alive in the 60s he does not look like that <laughs> <laughs> and then every, and then like by the end of it I was like oh it's it's in the 80s yeah but it doesn't explain it like, yeah. it doesn't even feel like it it yeah. feels like a modern hospital so that threw me off that was a huge <laughs> red flag that was the biggest he's not this old man he just looks this, he looks exactly the same it is exactly just with, like same. a little bit longer hair um i basically knew when someone was gonna die <laughs> <laughs> I, I called that out so fast um the only truly thing i like was the jazz um 
the slope has nothing to do with the actual movie. <laughs> what do you mean, man? That's where they meet. That's they beautiful. met in the school, not not like on, on the, the slope. slope. Well, the, the school's on the slope. Where's the stop recording button? The, the school's on the slope, man. I don't know what you're talking about. But it, is, it brings it up like in the beginning of the movie and at the end, and that's it. I hate the slope. I hate the slope. Annoying slope. In the anime, it's actually brought up a couple more times. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Watanabe, for doing a good job. Here's my biggest complaint. You ready for this? The running to nowhere. The emotional running to nowhere. It's like the super tropiest, <laughs> super stupid thing that I had to watch four times. I wrote down every scene that it happens. <laughs> like when... Um, Santaro goes down yeah, the stairs with... Uh, so Rico doesn't really know about... you Between Santaro and Yuriko to yeah. that scene... Yep. So then when he brings her down, she's like, she just runs in the rain. She's a professional athlete. I didn't know what you were thinking when you were watching this movie. She just, runs, man. Just runs. She's a track athlete. I don't know what you're thinking. Give me the scene where that happened. <laughs> There's another movie where she runs. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm actually being serious, though. There's actually another movie with this actor that runs. <laughs> and she's an actual track athlete. This is an inside. It's an adaptation of another manga. <laughs> this is an inside joke that I clearly did not get. And then uh, Kaori chases after her, running to nowhere. And then they end up under like the the roof or whatever, like in the um the under temple the, or the temple, yeah, yeah, the Buddhist thing, the shrine. That's what I was looking yeah. for. Under the shrine, and then Kaori kisses her. Out of nowhere, and she runs. She bolts <laughs> off again. <laughs> she she was late for her meet. <laughs> so fast too. She's just like, Choo! it was so <laughs> awkward watching that scene. I was like, oh, God, is there any other way she can run any Honestly, more awkwardly? That was probably the most honest kiss I've seen in like a Japanese film in a while. Oh, you mean like just like the kiss part? <laughs> yeah, the kiss part. But the running part you just killed it. But the running part just like, yeah, okay, great. I saw that coming. <laughs> she was ready, man. No, she was like, like, oh, she knew it. But she looked forward and then just bolted. Three, two, <laughs> one, pop. <laughs> To where? God knows where. I'm telling you, she was late. Um, near the end. Okay, after the um, after the big makeup drum scene, not drum scene, but they play together the in festival the, the festival scene. scene. And then, like, out of oh my god, <laughs> Santoro, after, literally right after Santoro, we just grabs Kaoru's hand and they're like, "Let's go, let's go <laughs> down the slope, <laughs> friends forever in the wind." <laughs> to nowhere just runs out of the school down the slope and then they have like heartwarming dialogue it's a beautiful moment get man. out of here it's a beautiful moment <laughs> and then the fourth one fourth one guys fourth time um oh no there was only three. Oh, so my other complaint was um so after they, so after Sentinel disappears, right? It's like everybody's in the hospital <laughs> and then Sentinel doesn't go inside because he's guilty. Fine. Sure. Right. Then 
Uh, he just he, disappears. Then he just disappears. He goes like, it's okay. I don't want him to feel guilty. And then Kaoru basically comes out to tell him. And then he's gone. He leaves the rosary behind. Yeah. Emotional thing. And then it cuts to the present day. Yep. Like 10 years later. And then nobody's friends. They're all dead, man. <laughs> but it's, why? But what I don't get is why isn't Kaoru and Riko not connected in any kind of way for 10 years like there's no reason for them not to be not friends you know you had to go study man that is the only explanation and Rico needed to teach <laughs> they can't be friends when they're teaching teacher and doctors can't be friends that's my thought <laughs> and a priest they can't be friends they can't be friends <laughs> he is a terrible priest I would, I would imagine him being like the worst priest. Why you sweet to the kids? What? Teaching the kids drums, man. After how many guys that guy's beat up? <laughs> Come on. Well, he'd still teach them how to fight. <laughs> Defend yourself, case. <sighs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> I think that's yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, so you have nothing to say because uh, you just thought it was the greatest movie of all time. It's perfect. So I'm still accepting applications. <laughs> it's perfect. It's the perfect movie. I'm not even... Perfect ex- jazz movie. Oh, my. I have to be specific. It's not the perfect, <laughs> but for a jazz movie, it's perfect. It's like spitting in my face. Well, we'll do that some other time. Wow. <laughs> wow. You heard it first. I'm not even excited for Bakuman. <laughs> I'm already off to a bad start. <laughs> and I picked that one. Um, Alright, so off to some little trivia. There wasn't, there really wasn't much online. So mm-hmm. I actually did a, some personal digging. I had to actually stop myself because I was going to go down a historical rabbit hole. Oh. So, oh God. So I was like interested in how historically, the historically accurate this movie was. So like there were Americans in the island and I was like, is that right? And then I was also really confused by what uh, Junichi Junbro yeah. was like his backstory, quote yeah. unquote. Like, what's going on there? Yeah, it, there was like historical significance, but it even did a poor job of explaining well, it didn't what it explain was. It at really, all. Well, it, it did say like student political movement kind of thing. Like, That's not know, explaining. That's just just saying what it yeah, is. Yeah, but so I had to do some digging and see. So there was there was a movement in the sixties. Um, in Japan, so this was about the time. So, the there was a big political movement between like university students and like union, different unions and union members, um, basically retaliating against or opposing the U.S. and Japan uh, security treaty okay. uh, that was revised in the sixties. What's that about? So basically, one of the biggest oppositions was that it arguably. Um, how do you say took away the power like the sovereign power of Japan so like the US could essentially use their military forces and um, stations for like their own use oh. even beyond the Japanese defense defense uh, defending Japan okay and they basically stripped them away of like any um, military combatants essentially so they can't really fight they can't like fight overseas or anything okay. themselves um, so this was like a huge controversy between um, in Japan uh, for I the see. Japanese at the moment. Um, and it was like this, it's part of like one of the leading things why, um, so the part of it is the U.S. also maintains um, 
their own bases and security within Japan as part of uh, yeah. keeping that there. So like it's also part of why there's so many troops in Okinawa, Japan. Mm. So like where I'm from, and so like. <laughs> Back in like my senior in high school and even like freshman, I like dove into this rabbit hole oh. of like papers and like historic, historical significance and um, sort of why these protests happens and, um, you know, just like kind of like how it's wrong and like how the U.S. is sort of invading in, in those different ways. That's interesting. So it is a very interesting uh, topic. So that whole basic thing is part of why he was part of like the student movements in retaliation to mm. that essentially. Um, so there you go. And so, yes, there were actually also U.S. troops in Sasebo Kyushu. There's a military naval base in Sasebo Kyushu, mm. um, which is why they have like that red light district, essentially, yeah. um, in the bar. So I was like, oh, that's a neat fact. Um, so it's all accurate. So I can poke your nose in that way. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> um, and besides that. Um, I was actually also surprised that the two actors can actually play their instruments. Yeah. So they actually uh, practiced for like seven months prior to shooting. Mm. They actually did some time to uh, legit learn. I mean, they look like they're playing. They were yeah. actually playing. Yeah. Yeah, to the T. So I was like, huh, all right. So they did that. And uh, the guy who played June, um, he's like a musician too. Is he? I think so. Yeah, I don't really, I wasn't, I don't think I've even seen. The cast, maybe mm. besides Yuriko looked familiar, oh, yeah? but I, I don't know what she was in. I, I couldn't remember what I seen her from, but everybody else, maybe Riko, who played Riko, I s- vaguely familiar, mm. but everybody else looked like they were just casted. <laughs> to be yeah. Anything you want to add? Um, Just that it was a perfect movie and uh, oh you should Goodbye, watch guys. it more and more and more every day. You know, watch it once a day and you'll find joy in life. If you don't see me tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's what flash it All jokes hand. aside, it was a it's, it's an ad movie, like you said. It's, it's it's not like crazy great. But if you are just tired one day and you just need something to watch or like have in the background where you know you hear some good jazz and and you have a nice hot cup of cocoa and you want to just fall asleep? <laughs> yeah, there you movie. go. Fall asleep for this. It's a good movie that for would, that, man. Like, yeah, I watched the... It was a good 30 minutes into it. That's all you needed. <laughs> but if you're, like, intent on going into it, watching it as, like... As if it's, like, a Scorsese movie, then you're, uh... In for a rude awakening. Even that example doesn't even, like... <laughs> so that's who you'd recommend it to? Just... If you need something to Yeah, I mean, watch too. it if you want to just, like, you want, you, you're, like, looking for, like, a a movie with some, like, mu- music in it. And it's, like, kind of, you know, wholesome. And I wouldn't even go that far. This movie is, like, off my list. If you want to listen, watch other Takahiro Miki films. If you, you're with music, if you <laughs> want something. <laughs> you can watch Whiplash and feel, feel bad go. for yourself. There you go. Because you can't achieve anything in your life. <laughs> Get beaten down, blood stained. Yep. Or if you want to feel really good and happy, La La Land. 
Come on. That's, that's what's making you feel happy. Come on. At the like, end, they break up and they split ways, man. How's that happy? Okay, there's a reality check at it the makes end. You but going through, it makes you like, feel like it's happy and you realize it's all an illusion and it's like, it's all, it's all fake. It's all Hollywood. That's what it's basically saying. I bought into that lie. <laughs> I purchased the front row ticket. Watch, watch, watch the actual sound of music. There you go. Okay, yeah, yeah, there we go. There are some classics for you. I would alternatively suggest Solanin is not a feel good movie either it's about Solanin? music Solanin what's it what's Solanin. the musical so, like background of that movie so that one's more of a rock rock like an indie kind of rock feel I almost put it on my list actually because okay. it's also based on a, out of a manga um basically it's just like this girl who is dating this guy who's the lead singer for this uh, band um and he dies and then she and like the band is splitting up and like mm. everybody's kind of close to each other, but doesn't be. And so she essentially steps up for his place to put the band back together and like leave the footsteps sort of thing. So it's a pretty emotional, heavy drama, but it wasn't terribly bad. Kansaito is also very depressing. I probably wouldn't suggest Kansaito, honestly. It's, it's, uh, it's really slow. No, you mean like if it's for like a, if you're looking for like a. For awesome. a feel good movie, yeah. or even for anybody, I wouldn't give. Oh, me. really? Um, okay. Yeah, it's a very acquired taste. I okay. feel. Yeah, yeah. Who do I recommend this to? Skip it. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are other good musical. Um, there are uh, Japanese films. Honestly, there's one. Well, I don't know about Japanese films. I, don't, I mean, I haven't watched a lot, but mm. like, there's one. I don't even know the name. But it's like about a teacher goes to school and she's like the teacher for this choir, the choir class. And she teaches like, like I think it's middle school, like the students choir. Oh, yeah. yeah. So and that's an upfeely happy movie. Oh, with music. Okay. Go watch that. <laughs> I know. You know what you should watch? It's a, um animation, but uh, mm. you're lying, April. <laughs> Do you know that animation? I know. I haven't Anime? seen it though. That will kill you. <laughs> It's not definitely not a feel good movie. It doesn't. It's a downer. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's hopeful, but mm. what happens in the story is sad. Yeah. So, but it's really good. Music anime. It makes you uh, very happy to be living, grateful for <laughs> for life. Because everybody dies, and you're like, "Well, I'm glad I'm not dead." Well, I mean, the the girls like inspiring. <clears throat> um. What was that anime? I didn't watch the anime, but I, I read the manga. The manga's good. But it's about, like, this girl who is an aspiring singer to be in this band. And um, they have a dream to play in, like, the biggest concert in mm -hmm. Japan. Um, and then there's this guy who's, like, he's, like, she's, like, super charismatic, blah, blah, blah. And he's, like, not so charismatic, but he plays bass. So they join a band together and they make this band and so much and so forth and it's like about them doing that oh you know what k-on k-on you ever watch k-on no is that good it's a very like See, you're lying april number one could you suggest k-on two seasons in a movie hookah 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 Fuka? Fuka. Like F O O K A? F U U K A. Okay. F U U K A, yes. Um, That's uh, very close to a curse word. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. I mean, depending on the way you say it. This is an age appropriate podcast. Fuka. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> make the the word with the heart. Ooh, make the ooh a little bit more like a uh, <laughs> uh, I would suggest read the manga though. Don't watch the anime. Okay. Uh, so yeah, there's that. Um. Anyways, yeah. Anyways, yeah. So that's my recommendation. Don't watch it. I feel like this movie had substance. Oh god. <laughs> Next question. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Was there anything beyond fiction that I got out of this? <laughs> the only, like, meta-contextual material that this movie draws is maybe, like, friendship and, like, the value of friendship. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you gotta, like... it's You don't even have to look hard, but... <laughs> it's like, not something you're gonna What about the on. little su- subtle subtext of, like, the Americans and the Japanese and... Um, but it's not really saying anything to it's it. Not. It's well, just, just a saying. backdrop to um, the current, like just to the setting in the yeah. 1960s. So I think it's it's good in being like faithful to the times and being mm. historically accurate, sure. But it doesn't really count as substance because it's not particularly right. say anything about it. You Japs. Just that, yeah, yeah, just between being highly racist yeah. and like, yeah, this is how they see us, but that's fine. <laughs> Drink milk. Milk. He put milk. It's a bar, and he puts milk on the table. <laughs> so weird. So like the, the epitome of of a trope. <laughs> the epitome of like white people. Yeah. Milk. Like like basic white people that you would just like create out of the figment of your imagination. <laughs> white people. Milk. Milk. <laughs> Do Japanese people not drink milk? <laughs> I'm confused here. I'm confused. <laughs> this is why we're not as tall as you Koreans, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, any substance, Lee? I've already mentioned everything, man. It's perfect film. <laughs> <laughs> you I really, I mean, you know, just watch it. <laughs> you know, if you, if you turn, want to turn off your brain and just, <laughs> just enjoy it, man. <laughs> Don't go in for the substance. <laughs> I mean, you know, like... Like he mentioned, like friendship and kind of, you know, overcoming the depression or like kind of sadness of mm-hmm. being alone kind of thing. I think in Japan, it's a little more prevalent, like because a lot of people are more yeah. like they are more alone and to themselves. Yes. And so like having a, a movie where it's kind of about friendship and kind of like meeting people who are kind of different from you, but being able to kind of coexist and become Something more than just like acquaintances mm-hmm. is something maybe it might resonate more there. Who knows? Yeah, it's like I mean that's a that's a good point. <clears throat> or it could just be just a straight ripoff. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like the story that, but... itself is very tropey. So I mean, whatever other tropes do, that this one does. So whatever substance you can get, gain from those, if you, you want can substance, just watch the anime. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, probably. Go back to the yeah. root, honestly. Yeah, probably. I think you you'll get a you get a better satisfying piece of the pie there. Yeah. Um, does this film create any cultural bridges or not? Um, what do you mean? In what sense? <laughs> do you think that this is something that Americans or like kind of Westerners can like? This is a good peek into sort of Asian films or like it. Kind well, it's of, a good peek into. Uh, Japanese adaptations oh, of a manga. It's not even fair. 
<laughs> I'm sorry we had to start off this series with this. Hey, you lost. <laughs> I did lose. I tried, guys. You lost, and I didn't want to start off with another, like, dreadful, like, bloody... Or... Oh, Makaman is not that, though. Well, you lost. <laughs> like I said, you lost. <laughs> You're the one that suggested it. Fair we did it. Fair and fair. you lost. I accept my loss. I'll get round two. Maybe. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. Either. Yeah. I don't think it's not even a good first movie to like. It's just not even nah. a good movie to like go in for adaptions. No, really, no. <sighs> Will there be one? This is what the series. Is Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. I uh, think Ronnie Kenshin is pretty good, but I mean, if you watch the the anime or the manga, hmm. I'll have to because I haven't have not. It's long, so, so I don't know if you want to. Yeah, I'll have to probably. I'll probably go in and out, maybe. I didn't even watch all of it. Usagi Drop is actually a really good mm. adaptation too. Um, and the last question: Was it a decent adaptation, or was it meant for the screen? Forthcoming and drawbacks. It's, it's just like again, it's just a rip out. Like it, it just so, takes everything, like certain things, like specific things from the anime, and puts it on the screen in a two-hour format. Let me ask you a question: What do you? What is your standard of like a good adaptation? Like, you, obviously, you don't like adaptations where it's like 100% ripoff. Right. Why? And like, what do you expect from like a good adaptation? Well, I mean, the first thing is they're two different mediums, right? If you're trying to adapt something, what you what you watch, um, or even like what plays in cinema and on screen in live action, is just completely different than what you feel and watch with animation and um uh anime and different and just just transitioning between that medium so it's like you have to really tell a story if you're telling the same story you just have to tell it in a way that is good for that medium there's different expectations when you watch something live action than in animations there's certain things that you can get away with in animation that you're not going to get away with um in live action so it's it's less about <clears throat> being a faithful adaption and more about being careful and not being even not even really being afraid to take risks and playing it to the core of the story you know you can tell the same story for the screen just don't do it like the original source but you really kind of have to make it your own in a way you know i think that the successful adaptations of media of like video games or anime or whatever it is are people and that have really made it them their own kind of like their own thing um without having to feel obligated to rip it off completely you know so that's the difference for me it's it's being aware of the transition of media but also being able to tell the story yourself basically what would you say for yourself um i agree um a lot mm -hmm. I think uh, adaptations, I think a, a good way to kind of maybe like summarize what you said is maybe like having the spirit mm -hmm. of the um, the source material, but creating, you know, everything else kind of fitting for mm -hmm. the screen, for fitting for live action, right? Right. And I think the ones that do that well mm -hmm. where you can still feel the spirit of of the manga or feel the spirit of the anime or whatever but it still feels fresh and it still feels like there's something that's relatable as a live action and something that 
being a live action brings to the table rather than just being something like like you said where it's like a one on one to one just total like you know mm-hmm. same scene same way it's acted same way it's like presented mm. yeah um and we'll get there there um because we both pick good ones so we'll have cases well for that i mean subjectively subjectively so we'll sure see. yeah it's because we haven't seen each other's yeah, yeah. quote-unquote good ones but um a mutual for example would be um uh live that repeat with tom cruise and um mm. whatever her name is um, like Edge of Tomorrow Edge of Tomorrow or Edge of Tomorrow it had two titles they changed oh, it did it? yeah I think it was originally Edge of Tomorrow and then like they changed it? they changed it for DVD release to Live Die Repeat really? yeah I guess that is a little bit more uh, thematically resonant the second title mm. yeah 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 like, like it's Choose easier to like digest what it kind of is about it's 100% so which is based off probably my favorite manga um, All You Need Is Kill which is also a weird title for it. I didn't watch the manga, but apparently mm. it's a good ad- adaptation of it. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's it is the spirit of of the story, but it's it's very different. But it is like their own. Mm. Like the the story is made in a way for the screen, and it's it's a decent movie. Yeah, it's a decent story. I mean, it's to watch. it's fun movie to watch, and it, yeah, it is yeah. fun. It is a fun. It plays to what it should be. Mm. Like it, it's screen. a fun kind of blockbuster, essentially. Yeah, you know. Yeah adapting that manga to a one-to-one no way mm. <laughs> no way like it's so different like it plays like the manga plays to the manga elements you the know form, yeah yeah to the form to like how characters would be and how mm. certain things happens and it's perfect in that medium and the movie is so separate yeah but it's perfect to its own thing there. there's certain mangas i feel like where it is kind of realistic enough mm. that it could kind of carry over much yeah, smoothly yeah. But most don't do that, right? right? Most mangas, they're not made that way. Mm. And so um, you probably won't get a really good adaptation. Mm. Like, I mean, this story is grounded enough to be a good transition to a live screen, right? Yeah. Like, like the, in hindsight. Every, everything, the foundation is there. Yeah. Right? Where you can kind of move it into a live action. But I think this one kind of dropped the ball and like just being like... Okay, we're gonna do exactly the way the manga did it. <laughs> right, right. And like you know, have everything kind of it just kicks feel away like that a manga, just like in the real world. Right, right. <laughs> Pro tip: don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. Um, so let's just talk about so the next movie. Me, since I lost, I got the deck and I'm stick. It's gonna be Bakuman. So Bakuman is based off a manga which also, i believe also got an anime you want to spell that out for some people a k u m a n i believe baku man Bakuman. it's basically spelled how it's pronounced honestly i could be butchering it <laughs> well you should double check then because people are gonna type yeah. it in and be like huh? yeah b-a-k-u-m-a-n i'm looking forward to it i have not watched it Am I looking forward to it? Do you want to kind of give a little teaser of what it's about? So, sure. We follow this guy who is basically wants to be an aspiring mangaka. A mangaka is a person that creates manga, essentially, which is Japanese comic books, basically. Takes place while he's still in, like, I think it's like a senior year of college. Um, And he finds this friend who basically helps him be a mangaka, and they kind of create their own... Uh, artist pen name and they make a comic 
and they kind of go through the th- the series of events to break into the industry. Um, he meets his girl in high school, and he's like, he confesses to her, but he's like, "I'll marry you when I become success- successful, essentially." And they stay faithful to that promise. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's about him like becoming a mangaka, and they create this huge hit manga, and like, you know, they get bought, and they go through this whole thing. So it's a very like comedic drama. Less of a romance because mm. it's pushed off in that way, but but it does again play to this also friendship kind of thing mm. too because it's it bounces off between these two guys' characters. Yeah. Um, so I'm very interested to see how how it adapts it because mm. the manga is pretty long. It had a pretty long serialization, oh. so there's so much material to like squeeze into one film. Wow. You, know? you didn't watch it. I have not seen the movie. So I'm interested to see how much they get in, how much is different, things like how that. How long was the series? <sighs> 20 volumes? 20, where does it say that? Volumes 20, right under music. Oh, yeah. There was actually an interesting manga, well, anime that I watched mm. on Amazon. It's mm. about it's about um the, this guy who is like really obsessive about words and he goes to a uh, dictionary printing uh, place company yeah Yeah. and he like helps them create a dictionary (laughs) interesting like the premise is kind of like it's a weird story right it's like a slice of life kind of thing but it's like kind of interesting to kind of Mm. be in that world and kind of like see kind of the small subtle things that they go through and Mm. like I like how like manga tackles these very like they put industries that you never really think mm, about they, yeah. and they do a good job and they actually kind of tend to do a good job exploring these different worlds yeah i read this really great slice of life manga that was about an embalmer a what an embalmer oh embalmer yeah which is a person that like so when if someone passes someone away pa- yeah. they you know basically do like makeup and such things for preparation when they yeah. have the open casket the vigil but he was a he was um he was an embalmer and it was about like different patients and things. Very good story and like kind of drew me into like that world. Yeah, it kind of makes you like wonder what's more yeah, yeah. about that world mm-hmm. and like how the things work and, and like how interesting it is too. Yeah. Like something you wouldn't really expect. Yeah. You're like, huh, this is right. Cool. It just kind of like puts you in into the mindset of like a person that would live in that kind of like lifestyle. Right. right. So uh illustrated by Takashi Obata, which also did Death Note. It looks like the same. Yeah, it looks like the same mm-hmm. art, right? Um, Serialization started in 2018 up into 2012. There is 176 chapters in 20 volumes. What I thought well, when I looked at the first poster screen, like poster thing, mm-hmm. was like, did this guy in the manga create Death Note? The manga in the... <laughs> oh, in the, yeah. in the story? Yeah, like Inception, dude. Because <laughs> the, the artwork looked like very familiar. So I was like, huh. Same artist? No, unfortunately. Because like, there's one big. picture, one right behind this one. Uh, I think it's that. Thing. Or just go back. Yeah, this guy. He kind of looked like a... Uh, what's the name? Uh, light light yeah, yeah he looked like light a little bit with the hair down kind yeah. of thing and his eyes look kind of scary from far away so we might be talking about that guy a lot because he's a good artist like mm. even all you need is kill based on something he did oh uh, anyways yeah so, so that's yeah. our our next one for next week and then we will battle 
We'll see time. how bad this one is. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, that is it. We'll see you again for Balkan. Uh, I'm pretty excited for this series, actually. Right, we'll see you guys next time. Yep. Peace.